thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I'm here with the Greek god of health and wellness. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hi there, Damo. <laughs> when did I become Greek? When, when did I become Greek? Because, Damo, in, yes. uh, in about five months' time when we're on the Greek island of the Ikaria of on health. our Greek island longevity retreat, you are going to feel like you are in your homeland. That'll be uh, Damianos Christophilops. That's right. And That's I am Marcus Aurelios, as I always am. <laughs> and um, and <laughs> before I interview our very special guest, um, you're going to learn a lot about the Longevity Retreat over the course of this podcast. But if you uh, want to know more, please go to www.100notout.com um, to learn about the seven-night, eight-day experience that Damo and I are leading in June. But Damo. Let's get straight into our very special guest. We're going to shoot over to the Mediterranean to a wonderful lady who right now is probably having lunch overlooking the Aegean Sea, possibly sipping on a glass of Icarian wine, simply living in a state of bliss. If you are in Australia right now, you may have seen her recently featured on 60 Minutes when Liz Hayes thought she'd gallivant over to Ikaria and see how well they live over there. If you are elsewhere in the world, you may have read about Thea in Dan Butner's best-selling longevity book titled The Blue Zones. Uh, and if you're as keen as Damo and I are, you are going to get to know Thea a whole lot uh, more because Thea Perikos, the founder of the TripAdvisor number one Greek B&B, Thea's in, joins us all the way from Ikaria in Greece. Thea, thank you so much for joining us on 100 Not Out. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you. Marcus, that was the longest intro I've ever heard you give. That's incredible. <laughs> well, uh, there's, so much, there's so much to say about Thea. I just want to get it all out there. I always get to see it before the interview. Thea, don't be alarmed if us two are just so over the top excited about this because we just ooze uh, longevity enthusiasm. Yes, yes, we are. We are. Um, now, yeah, you go, go on, Damien. No, no, well, I'm I'm pretty excited. I, when I when I called Thea tonight, and look, I've seen uh, Liz Hayes's documentary, but I just had a romantic thought that maybe um, Thea was like full blood, big, you know, Greek, and then I have a, a, a half Greek, half American. Uh, beautiful lady answering the phone and I was a little bit shocked because I said to Kunis like as if to say good you know hello because that's how you say hello in 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 Greek I I believe and uh and Thea said yes this is Thea (laughs) and I was a little bit shocked I'm sorry if I disappointed you (laughs) so disappointed but I'm really excited really excited because I know that there's a whole lot more that we're going to learn about Ikaria or Ikaria uh in just a few moments and I'm going to let Marcus unload because I could feel him itching on the other end of the call well, well, let's let's start on two things. See ya. Before you do, every time I'm having chatting about our retreat to my wife, and I'm talking to a lot of people around, we always say Ikaria, and then every time I, I pick them up because every time I listen to um, you know YouTube videos or even listen to the sixty minute story, it's always Ikaria. Is there a right. right or a wrong way to call this wonderful Greek island? Well, we say Ikaria. Ikaria. 
Right. So, so Ikaria <laughs> is just our it's Western mispronunciation and misunderstood um, kind of terminology for the island. Okay. Well, some people do get confused how to pronounce it. Yes, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, Sia, as Damo very obviously recognised, you do have an American accent. So maybe tell us the story of um, why did you move to Ikaria? Um, how did how did it come to pass? Would you be kind enough to share that with us? Oh, sure. Well, first of all, I'm half American and half Icarian. And I was born and raised in the States. Um, during the years when we, were, when we were kids and growing up, my mom would always bring us in the summertime to see the family, hear their relatives and things like that. So we have a, we have a very strong background. And, and the way we were brought up in the States was very Icarian because the Icarians are very, very tight in, in the States and also in other parts of the world where they've, all, where they've emigrated to. Do you, do you mean close? So, you mean close I beg by your pardon? You mean close by the word tight? Uh, tight. Yeah, they have very close, tight yeah, connections, very oh, close yes. connections to each other. Tight, and this tight continues, in Australia, yeah, tight in Australia means something different, but I just wanted to make sure that we were clear on that one. That was all. Um, close relationships? I don't know <laughs> yeah. how else to put it. Very good. That's good. <laughs> That's good enough for us. But they, they stayed very close all through the years, you know, from the beginning of the century and before when they were, when they were emigrating to the States. And it continues to this day. It, we're a very close community, even in the States, the Icarians. I grew up with Icarians. And so the lifestyle wasn't foreign to me or anything like that. But um, there came a time in my life when I was spending more time here rather than in the States. And when I, went, when I met my husband, when we were married, we came back to Ikaria to live. That's beautiful. And, 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 and um, how old were you when you decided to move from the States to the Greek islands? Oh, dear. How old was I when I came here permanently? Oh, gosh. Was I 30? Wow. Um, I was around 28, 29. Wow. When we came here to live permanently. We had spent time here. We had spent some time in the States. And then we decided, okay, we've tried it both. Let's go back. Wow. Phenomenal. So, so I, I wonder, now that, because you've got such a rich experience in, say, you know, a Western lifestyle living in the States, and then you've got the Ikarian lifestyle, when tourists come to stay in, in Ikaria, do you notice a difference? Like, do they arrive all stressed and uptight and then leave all relaxed and at peace? Do you notice a visual um, difference in people? Oh, definitely, definitely. Sometimes they come, they have a bit of a culture shock with our pace. And you'll find at the beginning, many times they're a little bit confused about this. Things don't work orderly the way they're used to in other countries. We have a different relationship with time. Um, for example, if I'm going to meet a friend at 9 o'clock, I'll probably start getting ready to go around quarter to 9. I won't leave till a little bit after 9, definitely, because we just have a vague... It's not a set thing when we talk about time. It's more like a guideline. Oh, so people, when they come, they're a little bit confused sometimes, and sometimes you'll find they fall into it right away. Sometimes you see they have a little bit of problem with this because it's something completely different than what they're used to. But once, after a few days, they get used to it, and then you see they just sort of immerse themselves in the lifestyle. It's not hard and to do that, is they become very relaxed. Yeah. And it's very wow. nice because when they leave, you know, you hope that they can take some of it home with them. Well, I think most of us do. We go on holidays, we go into, a, you know, an environment, and, and we do take a little bit home, but it doesn't take much for, uh, for, for the grind to, uh, to get us back to where we were right. in that stressed state. And so one of the things that's fascinating for me, uh, Thea, about coming over to uh, Ikari, Ikaria is... Uh, well done, Damo. I did, I did that pretty good. I think I, 
<laughs> I did that pretty good. <laughs> That's not bad, hey. So You're I, good, uh, don't worry. <laughs> I, uh, well, I'm, I'm interested to know, um, well, experience a few things. So one, for me, it's about being on the island and then kind of, you know, visualizing and experiencing, you know, your lifestyle. But I'm also interested to know, is it the people that are born in Ikaria or that's that live a long time, or is it the people that move to Ikaria uh, that live a long time, or is it both? Do you just live a long time because you actually end up on the island? Okay, to be truthful with you, the research, the research shows that it's the older people who are born and raised here. Oh, that's yep. so disappointing um, I, for me. My personal opinion is that the people who have moved here, I believe they're going to see a difference in their quality of life and perhaps also their life expectancy because the lifestyle, the eating habits, the air even, many people talk about our air here, is so much different than other places. Mm. So, so, so can I? Sorry, Dan, you can go there. No, I was just going to say, so there's still a bit of hope. You know, we can, we can live well, a bit longer. Well, um, oh, no, definitely. I've seen people who have come here to live here. I'll give you a very good example. There's, a, there's an older man. He's married to an Icarian woman. Yes. He was living in the city. He retired. He came here after he retired. When he first came here, you saw an older person retire a little bit tired, not so much energy, this kind of a thing. After about a year living here, permanently, you know, yeah. he, he completely changed. And he even said, I have so much more energy now than I did before. Wow. Okay. And he was, so, he was so active doing different things that you wouldn't expect somebody who was from a city to come here and do at that time in their life. Not that 65 is old by any means, no. but when you're so used to a different way of life and then you come to something completely opposite. Well, Thea, can I ask you a question or make, or make another example of this? Because this is one that really, really blew me away um, when I was reading Blue Zones. And we've got a picture of him on the, on the website. And it's a story of um, Stomatis Moratus, who right. was in was in the state, well, grew up and born, born and raised in Ikaria, but then went mm-hmm. over to the States for some treatment on a hand um, that he'd suffered when he was um, in the war. And, and he ended up settling in the States, became a painter, a really good painter, was even, I think, uh, painting Rose Kennedy's house. And then he, in his early 60s, uh, was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer, given months to live by his American doctors, and decided to go and die in his homeland of Korea. But mm-hmm. it took him 36 years to die. <laughs> it's an it amazing took much story. No chemotherapy, no traditional health care, no, none of the drugs that we talk about. Just came home, and he just got better, didn't he? he? I think the story goes that he went home to die, but then six months came and went. He hadn't died, so then he harvested a garden that he thought he would... Um, that he actually never thought he'd get to harvest. And then once he started feeling better again, he thought he'd set up a vineyard, and then he started producing 400 gallons of wine a year, and then he got to... Well, he actually got to 100, didn't he? Yes, he did. And I think he died just... Was it last year or early? I yes. think it was last year. Yes, it was. It was in the wintertime last year, right. It's a phenomenal story. So I think it's just amazing that when you put someone into a lifestyle that is obviously very unique. I mean, there's not many lifestyles like the Ukrainian lifestyle. You take someone out of the, of the I suppose, the Western lifestyle where disease is very common, and we said this a lot, Damon, we said this last week, but in Nicaragua, you've got a phenomenal status with chronic disease, 80% less dementia, 
50% mm-hmm. less heart disease and 20% less cancer. I mean, they're big numbers. Big numbers. And, no, they are big numbers. And a lot of it is, a lot of it, it is from the lifestyle, the eating, everything about the culture here. And that's what, you know, Damo and I are very, um, I suppose, inspired or, what's the word? We really want people to learn from um, Ikari is it come and observe, like, really firsthand how these people live because reading Blue Zones is a great read, but it's not mm-hmm. going to be a dime on actually spending a week on the island with centenarians, with the locals, living the life, doing the dance, drinking the wine, drinking the, eating the food, you know, walking, tending, tending to the goats and the sheep if we choose to. But there's nothing like the real experience. And, um, you know, I know you and I, Damo, are excited, but I, 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 I know even just from a few of the Facebook posts that Damo's put on, people are very excited to actually come along and, and see how the lifestyle really unfolds. Oh, no, that's great because that's the way to do it. If you come here and you just come as a tourist to observe, you'll get a lot. But if you come and you're ready to immerse yourself into the, into the actual experience, you'll learn a lot of different things that you can use in your everyday life. That was funny. That was a bit of a pause there. That's so true. You know, we were talking earlier on, Thea, about whether or not there's any particular characters, you know, particular people that um, stand out in your community that um, that we're going to meet. You know, are there, are there some people that we're going to meet and can you share some of their story, you know, with us? You know, how many how many people do you know that are actually over 100 years old and, and how many people do you know that are 90 and still kicking, you know, kicking on, doing really well? Okay. Well, first of all, we don't really think of it in terms of years. Okay. We have a different we have a different concept of birthdays and how old you are and things like this. Okay. Um, one woman who was 99, some, we have an expression here when you have your birthday, we say to go to 100. We say this for at all the birthdays, you know, to go to 100. Oh. And this, this is a Greek saying, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's Greek. But anyway, so they said this to this woman, to go to 100. And she goes, why? After that, what am I going to do? Am I going <laughs> to die? You know, that's all you're wishing me? <laughs> but here when you... I'm sorry? That's wonderful. Yes, continue on, please. We're both giggling. But here when you're out and about, you're going to see them. How can I explain it? It's not something that you arrange. It's not something that you set up to see them. You know what I'm saying? But when you're out and about, you'll see them at the Cafanil. You'll see them in the vineyards along the road. You'll see the people doing their everyday things, their normal life. And this is it. And we have a lot of interesting characters, but Ikaria Ikaria is an interesting place with interesting people. (laughs) Oh, that's that's beautiful. And I think the other the other thing when you're saying that is that you see them out and about in society, just doing what everyone else is doing. Whereas in our world, we don't see many people in their nineties and 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 one hundreds with quality of life that allows them to be out in society. I mean. Again, because you're from the States, there, you kind of know what we're talking about here, but the large percentage of people that are 90 plus, I mean, uh, 50% of people 85 plus in the Western world have dementia, and so a lot of them are, are, in, are being cared for in homes. So we don't actually have that much. Uh, you don't see 90 plus year olds out in the community living their normal life. No, we have a completely different philosophy towards that. The people here, when they get older, they continue doing the things they enjoy. If they were working at a certain job, whether it was construction, painting, whatever have you, have you, they will continue 
doing other things that they enjoy. They will have their gardens for sure. They'll have their animals. They'll be keeping busy. They'll be productive. They're not going to be sitting still. And as one older man said to me, you know, the older you get, the less sleep you need. So that gives me more time in the day to be busy. Love it. But we Love don't it. have the we don't have the, the the mindset that I see in the states that okay you're 65 so what do you do now? That's completely yeah. completely opposite to what we know here. We don't have a separation of generations. Mm-hmm. We don't have that thought that oh this is a grandmother okay so she sits home and she just does cooking or something like this and she has to rest a lot. We don't have that. If if the if the person is capable, they're going to be doing something outside, whether it's picking greens, whether it's picking olives, having their gardens, they're going to be out and about. They don't stop. Yeah. So, uh, can I ask you, um, the your farm, you've got a, a mm-hmm. farm with your husband, Elias, can you describe it for us, what grows in there? I know we get to have the fruits of Elias's labor for breakfast, or maybe it's your labor as well, I'm not too sure, of, of breakfast and and dinner at Thea's Inn. Can you give us a visual of um, of what's on the farm and what we can expect to be enjoying for uh, our main meals in the day? Yes, of course. When you come to visit this farm now, you're not going to be seeing the kind of farm that you would see somewhere else, um, a professional type of farm, so to speak, with humongous acres, everything laid out straight, this part's for corn, this part's for this, this part's for that. Here we go according to the, the wind, the sun, the dirt, the, the moisture, and the earth. So my husband will have, he'll have rows of eggplants, aubergines, growing next to peppers, growing all, he'll have wild greens growing in the middle, he'll have his lettuce growing around. So he has everything there. But he's an organic farmer, so he has, he, he, I'm sorry, he has all his vegetables and his fruit trees and his grapevines and olive trees and his animals. He has them all over the place there. That's perfect. It sounds like the perfect permaculture. It sounds amazing. Uh, what What do you eat for breakfast, lunch, and tea, Theo? What, what, do, what do you have, breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Do you have three meals a day? Do you just snack all day? What do you guys do over there? No, we have our breakfast in the morning, which can be anything from tea, coffee, or, or milk, because we have fresh milk here because of our goat. Nice. With cheese, olives, bread, marmalade, or honey, maybe a couple of eggs if you like. Breakfast here isn't a big meal. Doesn't sound like it. When, no. Says very no, different no. to what Marcus took, has for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you an example. When I took my son to the States this year, yeah. and I said, let's go to a restaurant for breakfast. And he, he was completely confounded by this notion. What do you mean go out for breakfast? I said, come on, let's go. And he's like, the people go out to eat breakfast. They go to a restaurant for breakfast because it's not a big meal for us. Our main meal is in the, in the afternoon. Okay. Okay, That's so what, main would, what would be on the what would be on the spread at lunchtime? Oh goodness, at lunchtime it might be a vegetable dish, it could be a meat dish or a seafood dish, but you're going to have your salad, your olives, a couple of side dishes with it. For example, um, with lentil soup, you might have some small fried fish and a salad and wild. In the winter, we eat wild greens almost every single day. And what kind of wild greens are we talking about? What kind of different kinds of dandelion, wild dandelion. Oh, nice. Good for the liver. And chicory. Liver. I oh, chicory. Yeah. I believe it's called chicory in English. Yes, yeah. chicory. It's uh, good for the liver. Dandelion's good okay. for the liver. Okay. Yes. Good. And we love to drink the juice. You know, when you boil your wild greens and the juice that's left in the pot, we don't throw that out. We drink that as a tea. Wow. Mm. It's really very good. Put a little bit of lemon in it, and it's a great drink. And a cold day, it's very good for you, too. Wow, so that's does he, incredible. 
What does your son think of the States then? Does he, you know, now that he lives in Korea, was he born and raised in Korea? I'm sorry, my husband? Oh, no, sorry, your son. When you said you took No, no, my boys were both, I have two sons and they were both born here in Greece. And do they find the States a real novelty? Do they find it, you know, just so incredibly different from their way of life back at home? They definitely find it. It's it's very, very different. The kids here, this is one of the things that was really a big influence in my wanting to raise my children here. The children here, they have a lot of freedom. You don't worry about them. If they don't catch the bus for school, you're not afraid that something happened. You know they're playing at somebody's house or they're playing basketball or doing something else. But for the kids here, it's, they're outside most of the time. They're not hooked on the computers. They're not sitting inside all the day long watching TV. If the weather's decent, they're going to be outside. Oh, like the old days. That sounds... Uh, yeah, like, exactly, like the old days, right. Oh, it sounds just beautiful. Like, it's so exciting. It's so so, uh, so refreshing to hear that. You know, have you noticed uh, in, over here in Australia, we tend to copy the American lifestyle for whatever reason, and it, it's a little bit frustrating because you can just see a decline in people's health and people's energy and their spirit, and everyone you know, tends to hang their head a little bit. Are you noticing that at all in Ikaria, where you've got you know, multiple generations working together and living together, all as one community? Do, do, do you notice any kind of decline in mood with, with the younger generation? Is that happening? No, no. The only thing I can say that I notice in their mood is their, their worries regarding the crisis and their future. Insofar as their lifestyle goes, the community, the community ties that we have here, mm-hmm. that doesn't change. I think it gets stronger when things get rougher. What's the crisis you're talking about? Is this the, uh, the financial crisis? Yes, exactly. Lack of new jobs for the young people and things like this. Yeah, sure, sure. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. But aside from that, though, no, we don't, we don't have a problem with people's spirits or people hanging their heads and things of this sort, no. And if you, to give you an example, because somebody pointed this out to me, I'd never even considered this. If you, when you say hello to somebody, how are you? You don't give them a chance to be negative. It's always something up. Like if somebody's having a problem, we'll say it'll pass. You know, it'll be it'll take, be taken care of or something. And then you make a joke or you change the subject and put it on an up note. Nice. Yeah, that's good. I, I never even realized, but we do this. We do this a lot. It's a good place. It's almost like a safety net for people because they've got no way. They can't get stinking thinking, which I really like. That's uh, Right. That's it cool. brings them up. It brings them up without them realizing it. Oh, that's great. So... Thea, when, uh, when we bring our group over to Ikaria, what can people expect in June? What, what's, uh, what are the things that they can expect to experience with you at the helm and us driving it and working with you? What, what sorts of things do you think they're going to experience? I think they're going to experience something completely different than what they're used to, what's known to them. Uh, they're going to experience a culture and a lifestyle that has a completely different pace, a very relaxed pace, nothing set in stone, different foods, which are going to satisfy not just your stomach, but your psyche as well, your soul, so to speak, because our food here is simple, but it's very satisfying. They're going to enjoy the weather, obviously, the sun and the sea, but they're going to enjoy meeting people who will actually stop and say hello to them. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? And of course, the Icarian wine. Let's not forget about that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, are we limited to four glasses a day? Is that all we're allowed to have? Well, we'll start at four glasses and see what happens. Yeah. 
Now, Thea. You'll Thea, be safe now, Marcus. You're safe. We're safe. Thea, I've got a job for you. I'm putting you on the spot here. Um, I have. I would really, really, really love to go to one of those birthdays that you were talking about earlier. Um, to go where? Oh, to, to a, a birthday. Birth, a birthday party with uh, of someone who's having a, a, a birthday, you know, in their... 90s or their their hundreds in the week that we are there is it possible that someone in Korea is going to have a birthday in the week that we are there do you think it's possible Marcus I'll look into it you are putting me on the spot by the way um. <laughs> and, and I don't know if we would I don't know if we would break all the cultural rules of having you know 30 um, 30 tourists coming to a local birthday celebration but it would be a wonderful experience for people from the outside, so to speak, to see a celebration of life rather than what we get told culturally that it's all downhill from here and you're lucky if you've got another one left in you and the rest. It would be wonderful to see uh, an experience where life is celebrated and, and older age is celebrated. So I'm going to leave that one with you, okay? Okay, you leave that one with me, but take into consideration also that we don't celebrate birthdays. Yes, but you know what I mean? Like just some kind of celebration with people that are in their older years so that we can see just how celebrated it is. Maybe I'm clinging to something that doesn't exist. I think, exist, you but... I think you're inventing wait, something. Wait, wait. I just want I people to recognize. No, I just want people. Essentially what I would really love is for people to leave the retreat recognizing that aging is a wonderful thing and it's a privilege to experience because we have such a fear of aging. I mean, we have a whole industry called anti-aging. So I just no, really would like to No, that's completely, that's, such a, that's a terrible falsehood because here we say every, every age has its own joys. That's it. And so and I, would, we, I would love people to experience that, you know, so... No, you will for sure. You'll see that... You'll see that anyway, no matter what happens with a birthday party, but we'll see what we can do about that one. But beside that point, you will be here for some kind of a celebration. When you come, there will be some kind of a celebration going on for sure. And right. when, you're, when you see that celebration and you see the older people and they're dancing and drinking their wine and joking around, you'll, have, you'll understand exactly what it is that we're talking about. Right. Well, Thea, we have... We have thoroughly enjoyed having you on the program. Just to give you a recap of the retreat, folks, it's from June 23 to 30 on the Greek island of Ikaria. The best way to get there is to fly to Athens and then get the 45-minute uh, plane over to Ikaria. The early bird price for the longevity retreat is 3997 After February 28, it goes to 4497 Um We'll be staying at Thea's Inn, the number one uh, B&B from TripAdvisor that Thea is the owner and founder of. For spillover accommodation, Thea has many friends in the local town that will accommodate everyone at the retreat as well. It's going to be an unforgettable week of great health and wellness and longevity. And uh, Thea, we can't wait to see you when we get over there. Oh, we haven't lost her, have we? Oh, oh we lost her. Um, that's all right. That's that'll all right. Be, that'll be easy. Um, and then, can you just, are we still recording? Yeah. So, then I'll say, uh, so we just lost her. Thank you, we lost her just at the end. I said, can't wait to see you over there. All right, in three, two, one. 
Damo, cannot wait to go over there with you, great man. It is going to be an absolute ripper. I know. Ru- it's going to be the Ripper. best. Ripper is it, isn't it? It's going to be uh, so It's probably good. a bit of an understatement, but you can tell that how excited we are. But remember, folks, we would just um, – all of the feedback you can leave on the website. You can also go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out to leave uh, feedback on this particular episode. Remember, there's a range of podcasts on the Wellness Couch Network, so go to thewellnesscouch.com. We can check out the entire range of wellness podcasts, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.